Well, the last 24 hours have certainly been something. I don't know what precisely to call it, but certainly something in the United States. Quite scenes that have never before been seen, unprecedented even. The storming of the seat of government of the United States, Capitol Hill, where Congress meets and does the business of the world's leading nation. Yesterday, everything we saw about that was quite at odds what the world has come to anticipate, hope, and even enjoy about America. Which is more worrying, perhaps, for some, is that the president, in many respects, would have encouraged that. This evening, then, Dr. Richard Denzo, political scientist and founder of the African Elections Center, a consultancy based in Washington, D.C., is on the line to give us some perspectives. Dr. Denzo, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Something terrible um, is happening. Good it's actually afternoon from my end here, but good evening, South Africans. Much appreciated, sir. Between 1600 Pennsylvania and Capitol Hill along Constitution Avenue, all of what is bad is playing itself out in America. Your thoughts, please. Well, you rightly put it. I mean, it's very um, disgraceful, um, to say the least. It's surprising to most um, people in the world. But if you're a minority in America, especially black American. Um, this is not something so much of a surprise. I mean, this is part and parcel of um, the existence here for most minority people. But the extent to which um, it was played out in public view, sort of moving on to the seat of government, that is unprecedented. But aside from that, the mob attack, the white privilege on display, everything else is not new to America. Let's just have a conversation in relation to the kind of climate that would have allowed what we saw yesterday take place. For the longest time, there have been some staunch Trump supporters who themselves cut their political teeth in sort of a climate in American politics that, albeit disparate in terms of them having passionate views as Democrats and Republicans and the like. But when you see institutions, Mitch McConnell, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, who's a former governor himself, and your Lindsey Grahams, who's the chairperson of the House Judiciary Committee. These are all established names. Ted Cruz, the less said about him, even the better. These are established names in American politics, in the Republican Party, who had enjoyed a semblance of respect before the Trump administration. And we just saw them slowly ingratiate themselves to the president. And in so doing, so their reputations kept getting worse in relation to the kind of respect they would have commanded before the Trump administration. How did that happen? How did the Republicans allow themselves to be a party of a cult figure in Donald Trump? That is a difficult question to answer. I'll be very honest with you. But I, I think one thing which um, the Republican Party in particular has not been able to do is to broaden its base and in terms of attracting people of color, right? So the moment Donald Trump gets in and he's been extremely rich, extremely very influential, and he has a way of getting things done along his principles and according to his will, he's able to bring these so-called big names you mentioned to him. And to them, it's about maintaining power. It wasn't more about building good institutions or promote American democracy. It was, at the end of the day, the Republican Party needs to hold power. And whatever it takes for them to hold power, 
so be it. And that is Trump's ideology. And he has been able to imbibe this ideology in them and promote that. And that is what we've seen in Inaplay. Another way to look at it is um, white America coming out full flare against what I would call the Obama era, right? So Obama won twice, and people were not happy with it, right? So we lose sight of that. This is just not something that happened under Trump. This is something that has been boiling. This is something that has been coming up. It's more of a white rage against the new face of America, how America is changing, the dynamics in American politics, than just Trump is just the face of it. But beneath Trump, beyond Trump and the people you mentioned, it's a sort of anger within the most Republican and white nationalists who most of the time align themselves with the Republican Party. Anger, bitterness towards the new face of America, which they are not comfortable with. And this is just an expression of it. In many respects, people have touted the best of America was expressed in the election of President Obama and his subsequent two terms where the office itself commanded the highest of dignity and respect within the country and the world all over. And what happened thereafter was precisely the antithesis thereof. Donald Trump coming in, white old male who comes in with the core of American conservatives behind him and he played to that particular Gary. So the question remains, how can America recover? from this conversation then of and about President-elect Joe Biden after the ad break. 2018 is now the time. Dr. Richard Danzo, who's a political scientist and founder of the African Election Center consultancy based in Washington, D.C., is on the line live from Washington, so you can be very sure that what he is saying is as live an account as you can get. Let's take your calls, please. Johannesburg, 714-2006. Alternatively, drop us a WhatsApp voice notes under a minute. No background noise. The number 614 107. After the break, Songezo and Danzo do the dance. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songezo Mapepe on SAFM. Over the last 24 hours, we have seen Trump supporters storm the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. This demonstration was, if you like, what is hoped to be the last stand for Trump, but never put anything past him, ahead of the Electoral College vote in Congress that would confirm Joe Biden's win. Of course, that has since been confirmed. Trump has spent the better half of the past two months refuting the election results in swing states, particularly in Georgia, and taken to social media to encourage supporters to attend rallies against the outcome of the election. In many other countries and in many dictionaries, that is how you define the word a coup. Dr. Richard Danzo is on the line now to talk to us. Now that President Trump has shown his truest of colors, he was never about America. He was never about the people. It was always of and about him. For four years, he has done business with the state, including the Trump Hotel. He has used his children to access spaces that in the truest of sense were never supposed to be accessed by Ivanka and Jared Kushner, all predicated about creating a Trump legacy and dynasty way after the presidency. So if you like, Trump organization benefited from the Trump presidency. And the last 24 hours and the last two months in particular have shown case to what extent Donald Trump is prepared to take the whole country down with him if need be for the sake of saving his bacon. How do American institutions recover from this? Because it has been an assault on American institutions. Well, I think um, 
one thing that we can always be hopeful is that the institutions of these countries are very strong and very variable, and they've been able to withstand. Believe you me, if Trump happened to be the president of any other country, I'm sure that damage would have been considerably huge than what we've seen in America. And part of it is because the institutions here work and people allow the institutions to work, right? So it has taken some um, bashing, but I'm pretty sure that when the new administration come into place and they um, oil the institution and make sure that the right people and the right personnel are put in place, the institutions will back, will back up. I mean, America has seen a lot of um, back and forth and fight against its institutional framework, and he has always responded. So this is unprecedented. This is new, but I believe that the institutions of America are going to stand up to the extent. And it's actually a blessing that he has got less than two weeks to leave office, so right, we have time to build up. It will just be a kind of a Herculean task for the new administration because there are so many issues they have to tackle from coronavirus to immigration. So the least you expect is that um, the outgoing president to be giving you all these um, troubles and, and things to handle. But this is Trump. This is who he has been. A lot of people have given him chances to be statement-like right from when he took over. He has never done that. So um, to answer your question, I feel like the American institutions are resilient. They will be able to return it. It will be a Herculean start because he has put a lot of his people in place. But trust um, Joe and Kamala Harris to do the job when it comes to that. I'm pretty sure that they know the extent and the gravity of the work um, they have to do, and they are going to do that. And this will be a bit much easier, judging from the fact that yesterday they won the Senate race in Georgia, right? So most of the bills and things he wants to introduce, he have this backing of the Senate, at least if even becomes a tie, the vice president will go in to break the tie. So that will make things a bit more flexible. It would have been a bit more difficult if they lost the Senate race yesterday, which should have been the topic we should be discussing, right? America should be talking about because that is a historic and unprecedented victory for the Democrats. But Trump always wants to take the shine away from whoever mm, it is, mm, so he takes mm. the spotlight again. Let's move on the conversation with Dr. Richard Danzo. Let's get some participation now from the South African public. Our guest is in Washington, D.C. now, Dr. Richard Danzo, the elections, the African Elections Center. He's the founder thereof, as well as a political scientist. And, of course, we're talking about the protests on Capitol Hill and U.S. Congress certification of President-elect Joe Biden, which has just been confirmed. In just over 13 days, there will be a new president in the United States, and it will not be a second administration for Donald J. Trump. Mike in Newlands, one. Good evening. Two, Happy Hi, New yeah. Year. And three, where have you been? Brother, I've missed you, man. <laughs> Lovely to chat to you. So thank you so much, uh, Zangeza, and best wishes for 2021. And to, you, and to your guests. And, no, no, I'm a regular listener. And oh, I feel that this is the one show I'd like to really contribute to. Um, to well, a comment and a question for your guests. First of all, well, we've got our own Trump here. His name is uh, Jacob Zuma. And if your guest is any, I'm sure he knows well what's going on in South Africa. We have a very similar situation where our ex-president could well try and bring our country down. He's ignoring our constitutional court. Uh, he's been found guilty of theft, and he's doing his own thing. So we could well have a, a Trump situation playing out in South Africa in the not-too-distant future, and sadly. Um, but what uh, upset me, not upset me, but challenged my, made me call, is that your guest immediately went to the racial level when he criticized Trump. Um, you know, the one thing about America is, and your guest surprises me in what he's saying, is it's not racist. I mean, I've, I have my family in America. I travel there regularly. 
and they voted in a black president. They didn't vote him in on the basis of colour. Uh, sadly, your guest probably thinks he, they did, but they voted him in because they thought he was the best man for the job. And that's what makes America great. That's what makes America such a great nation. If they don't see race, they voted in Obama because mm. they figured he was the best man. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of concerned about your guest constantly playing the race card. Um, that's not what America's about. America is about freedom. It's about uh, getting on with the job. And, and frankly, if you can contribute to a company and you can make a profit or you're the right guy for the job, you will get it. Um, yeah, sorry, I think that's really the main point I wanted to make. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. Richard, please sure. respond. Please right. respond to our guest, Mike. I wouldn't right. mind a to All and fro right. between so, the two um, of you. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing um, at his comment, and I would have probably said the same thing if I'm from Ghana originally, and I'll probably say the same thing if I came to America to um, visit my family and go back. But when you live here and you stay with the American community, and you tell me America is not a racist um, country, um, I totally disagree with you. Um, he can go back and check um, the foundation of the United States of America. And I don't say this to. Um, degrade the country or to make the country look evil. These are just facts, right? Look at the history and the formation of the country. And this country has been formed based on the segregation of minorities in this country. So if you want to tell me that America is not a racist country, well, he's entitled to his opinion. But the facts do not back that argument he's making. To make the point about um, President Obama, right? Phenomenal man became president. But look at the kind of treatment Obama got from the Republican Party. Look at the kind of treatment Obama got from typical white America, right? And if you tell me that America is based on your qualifications and other things, I'm sorry, that is not the reality. Sorry, Richard, let me stop you right now. Let me stop you, Richard, I beg your pardon. I do want to get one quick comment from Mike, who is still on the line, to what you're saying before we take more calls. Mike? Yeah, thank you very much. Well, I think the good doctor is living in a dream world and doesn't want to accept what, what is quite obvious. He's in America because it's a free country. He's in America because Americans are predominantly white and they predominantly voted in a black president. I don't know why people of color seem to have such a problem with that. It's almost like they want whites to be racist. Whites are not generally racist. They just, I mean, if you look at the freedom that goes on in America, but the fact of the matter is, what, what upsets everybody, and I notice your guest mentions immigration as well, is that when Trump said he wants to build a wall, well, I am all in favor of a wall. So funny enough, is half of, in fact, 99% of South Africans. We would like to control our own borders, but apparently that's a crime in America, and, a, and but it's not a crime in South Africa. Quick question, so, Mike. Know, I think we need to get some balance here. Thanks so much. Quick question, guesser. quick question. Have you sure. lived in America? Uh, yes, yes, me. No, yes, no, sorry. Wait, 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 Richard. Mike, have you lived in America? Yes, I have. America and Canada, yeah. Where specifically in America? I lived in uh, New York and in Canada in a place called uh, London, Ontario. For how long in New York? Oh, oh, New York, I was there for six months. Six months, okay. uh, London, Ontario, eight months, nine months, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Richard, hold the line, please. We're going to take some more calls to offer perspectives in terms of the conversation. Vincent in Zanin, Spoo in Dobsonville, Soweto. Vincent. Hi. um, I think my, my input is about... If we take one step back and look into the Donald Trump era, there's, there's just one other thing that has gone very well on his side, is to change the perspective of how leaders run various countries. They run, it, traditionally people come in and tell you, I'll give you 100 million um, houses, and they give you only one house. 
and those are leaders across Africa, across many parts of the world. And Donald Trump has made a turn around that space, which is to me a positive, despite other things, but it's a positive that leaders ought to start standing and saying things and doing things for the people. Now, now when you're talking about the elections themselves, there is a few things that are, you know, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I'm wondering why would CNN not continued to be anti-Donald Trump from the beginning to the end? Yes, we understood there were issues about Black, black Lives Matters, which are genuine issues, but CNN media, like now, they just cut him even from the, 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 the medium of, of opportunity he would use to air information about what he wants to say. Is this how the world is to go? Where if someone is not saying something that you like and you own the media, you turn the space and turn against this thing? I think that needs to be criticized. Yes, let's carry on, say the right things that needs to be said, but certain things are not properly done, as it were. Thank you so much, Vincent. Let's go to Swin Dobson Vosoweto, please. Uh, Greg, it's a pleasure to you. Sharp and listen to your case. Thank you. Uh, let me start to just to debunk something. I don't know if it uh, was convicted of anything. You know, if they said the likes of Mike Apropakani starts to need that, Sorry, Spoo, sorry, Spoo. There's background noise. I can hear your daughter or your son. and I I can hear your child in the background, and I appreciate that they should be there. Let me me go to the... Sure. To my brother. Is it fine now? Indeed. Yeah. I said, I don't know. I just want to start by debunking the media. People who benefited under apartheid. Jesus was never convicted of any kind. And... uh, in fact, to me, I prefer to live under the presidency of Jacob Zuma than of Peter Wiput and FWPK, of which the likes of Mike voted for them. Today, these people, they are born again Democrats. They've got morals to tell us about people who are brutal, but they voted for the most brutal system in the world. Going to the issue of the United States, you know, to define Donald Trump as a person who needs the psychological evolution. It's an understatement. To me, even his own Secretary of State, like in Georgia, they said to me, him, there was no widespread fraud in terms of the elections. They certified the elections, even the courts. And uh, you must know, my brother, uh, the very same justices were appointed by Donald Trump. And they said there's no widespread evidence in terms of uh, in this election. The problem about Donald Trump, he doesn't work for the Americans. He always proclaim, let America be great again. For who? Because for black Americans, African Americans to be precise, they never have a great time, starting from slavery, starting from the likes of, during the time of civil rights Martin Luther King. And uh, what annoyed me yesterday in terms of those mobs who go and invaded that capital in is the treatment those mobs get. You compare previously during the time of Black Lives Matter, when they were marching against the killing of George Floyd, black people they were brutalized, shot. Eight hundred of them were arrested. Donald Trump go to church with the Bible because he's a hypocrite. So to me, the treatment that was meted out yesterday, 
And they even escorted this. Let's wrap it up, please. Let's wrap it up, please, brother. Sorry? Let's wrap it up, please. We have to move. Yes, they even escorted them. But what I want to ask the, the, your guest today, if Donald Trump, because they have 13 days left, can they impeach him after leaving office? Because they cannot have a person like Donald Trump. So we've got that. Let's move on, Sibu. Let's move on, okay. please. Let's move on. Dr. Richard Denzel, I'm so sorry you had to wait for as long as you did, but this is the kind of passion the American, uni- I mean, the United States political system attracts, more particularly when you have a president in Donald Trump. Your responses, please, to all of our callers. Mike, Vincent, and Sibu oh, recently. I think I'll start with Mike first. Um, um, he's um, entitled to his opinions. I said earlier on, um, he has not lived in this country from what he said more than two years, and I'm sure he comes to visit. So it's different in visiting the country and living here. But if he wants a clear contradiction or clear explanation of what I'm saying, he should look at how the Black Lives protesters were treated and how the um, coup deterrents, um, for lack of better word, yesterday were treated. I mean, that is a typical depiction of United States of America for him. So if that is not clear enough for him, then I'm sorry, there's no way I want to go back and forth with him. Um, the next um, person, I, um, I can't remember remember what the question was. If you could repeat it, I'll appreciate it. Sorry, just say it again? Um, the next question, the, um, the next person, what he said, I cannot remember. Well, just move on from what Mike said. I mean, just move on in terms of what Vincent and Sbu have yes. said in contributions because we are short for time in any event here. Yes, so that part is um, the United States, what the world should expect or in terms of Trump, if he could be prosecuted or not. Um, President-elect Joe Biden has said um, he's not going to interfere with it. Um, he will allow the laws of the countries to deal with it. Um, and you have to understand that in America, you have prosecution for the federal level and the state level. Already, other states like New York are trying to find charges against him here and there with his children and everything. I'm not going to jump the gun and predict what's going to happen in the near future, uh, but we do know that um, there will be some, a lot of activities going around him and a lot of investigation going around him and his family and his businesses. And to see what happens, whether he's going to be prosecuted or not, that will depend on the amount of evidence and the political climate, I think, also be a great factor, whether there is the political will to prosecute him or not. Fantastic. In terms of the president potentially being impeached after leaving office, just a quick yes or no, is that possible? That was Boo's question. It is possible, but I'm not sure if it's something um, the country wants to spend their energy on. I mean, um, he has got less than two weeks to go. Um, it's such a divided country at this point in time. I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do, judging the amount of tension within the country. I don't think it would be the right thing to do. But I'm not a legal expert. I'm, I'm not a constitutional expert. Um, they will be in the right position to answer those questions. Let's leave it there. Thank you so much then, Dr. Richard Denzo, political scientist and founder of the African Elections Center, a consultancy based in Washington, D.C. His perspectives on what is taking place in America right now. And you can be very sure for the next 13 days, at least, there'll be some extended coverage in relation to, first of all, what we have just seen, the final confirmation that was the only matter outstanding to confirm that Joseph Biden will indeed be the next American president, and, of course, the countdown to inauguration in 20, on 20 January 2021. President number 46 of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden. After the break, we have... The Dredge Master, Captain Londinwa, well, she's back and she's on hold.